All aboard. The Brimley bus is about to leave the station. Next stop, 71. What is going on, man? That might be our weirdest intro yet. How are you, buddy? Next stop, straight Dopeville. Oh, God, please don't That's the mission. I don't want to go there anymore. Dude, we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to get into the movie War Dogs that I text you very excitedly about midweek. I'm yeah, glad right. you were able to audible and add that to your to your agenda. We got uh, National Cereal Day I want to discuss. It's an anniversary of a major appliance that we grew up. We're using technology derivative of, I'm sure, this invention. A whole lot to get into. Maybe we start out, though, with uh, Sarah this week finding out that my nickname was Gunner <laughs> and didn't know. This has been, dude, secrets are being dropped, I guess, because my sister was over on Friday and Sarah, Sarah's sister was over the day before and was like, Hey Gunner. You heard the episode. And Sarah's like, what is this? Like, I thought she knew uh-huh. the ridiculous nickname. And then my sister was over on Friday and she's like, yeah, mom, I was talking to mom. And mom's like, I never knew his nickname was Gunner. <laughs> I'm glad no one, but you knew about this. Sarah's like, I think kind of turned on by it. I think she's kind of into it. She's like, she met someone else. A new guy named Gunner. <laughs> yeah. She's like, been using it around the house. Yeah. Who's this Gunner guy? Who's this Gunner fella? Doesn't really bother me that he doesn't do anything. <laughs> Pat used to piss me off, but I have all this tolerance for Gunner. I love that no one but you knew about the nickname. That tells me it wasn't really your nickname, just uh, something that was bigger in your mind than it was in reality. I have some college buddies that still call me that. That's amazing. I mean, it's ridiculous. What were the other ones again? Maverick, Goose? No, it was uh, Orso was Dallas. Okay, he was Dallas. That's right. That's solid. And then we had a Duke. And then one of, one of our buddies tried to anoint himself Slugger. Oof. And uh, oof, that never, that never took. Could never get myself to call him. Also, Slugger's not great. <laughs> I'm like, Who'd you brainstorm that with? Your 80-year-old uncle? <laughs> hey, come on over here, Slugger. Come here, Squirt. Anyway, I wonder what uh, I would have gone with. What year would you, you never had an alias? Not like that. Well, this was mid 90s. I wonder if I'd steal like an American gladiator. I wonder if I'd be trying to be like Nitro or like Titan or something. <laughs> like, peace. Aaron texted me about it. She said, I never knew your sobriquet. That's the word, a sobriquet. That's a sobriquet. solid word. Yeah, I, did, I had to look that one up. Nickname. That's what I always call it. <laughs> be great. Hey guys, my name is Patrick, but uh, my sobriquet is psycho <laughs> you're what all right guys we're going out tonight everyone got their sober cats ready <laughs> Some here, designated drivers <laughs> i'm gonna call your name out y'all here if you want to go buy something else you got a sober cat <laughs> let me know dude i was thinking about a forced upon sober cat the other day if you looked back on your life and any like you know maybe inappropriate we had a um, kid I went to school with in second grade. His name was Owen. And um, our teacher forced the nickname OJ on him. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I kind of remember <laughs> thinking like his initials aren't OJ. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a junior or anything. And he was um, not accepting of the name. And I think he even said like, you know, you know, I don't, you know no one calls me OJ. And, and I think she was like, well, I do. Crazy, right? Ridiculous. This is probably at the height of Hertz rental car commercials. Sure, just before the Naked Gun trilogy. Everyone was real big Juice fans. Yeah, definitely. That meant sold gloves. Prior to the suspicious double murder. 
<laughs> where his gloves were found prior. This is prior to that. Before he authored a book called If I Did It, that detailed exactly <laughs> how he would have done it. How was he able to do that? Unreal. Is that the pitch? Yeah, that was the pitch of the book. But at the same time, I think the uh, the Goldman family was able to sue for all the proceeds because of unsettled lawsuits. Oh, okay. I want to come out with some if I did it. <laughs> Sarah was looking for who, who wiped the boogers on the wall the other day. <laughs> and we had three straight denials. Maybe I should encourage them to write it if I... Okay, but what what if you did it? Did you go by height? Did you have them like put their arms up to see? It's a great idea. Kind of like to see what what arm level it's at. No, we didn't do the height. Get a lineup going. Maybe they were measuring themselves. They could marking it. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's right at that booger hairline. We got a culprit. We have one of those measuring uh, walls. A lot of you know families get that. Yeah. So we can. Keep track of how tall we are, how much we've grown. Do they have one for mom and dad too? Do you guys do them also? No, but Josephine had some friends over when she was like three and they measured themselves and wrote their names on them, but they couldn't even write. And they, they it's totally vandalized. It's been like defaced. So every time I look at it, I'm always like, hey, why don't we measure you, Josephine? Should we call your friends over too? We'll hand you the markers and you can scribble all over it. And ruin this family heirloom. <laughs> nice. It's all pissed. I can see why. So what's up? How was your week? Traumatizing someone. Uh, good week, man. Uh, it's getting nice out. Got to go outside a little bit finally. A little stand up. What about you? Yeah, nice week. It is warming up. Don't you feel optimistic? Just changes everything, man. As you yeah. put your second mask on? Closing in on spring. <laughs> it's yeah, right. 61 tomorrow, which will technically be yesterday by the time this episode comes out. It's going to be 61 on Monday. That's, That's going to be great. We need that. Dude, I went out to pick up food at a restaurant the other night, and mine, it's over. It's just like, this place was jammed. Really? really? Oh, yeah. They're just like, let's go. Yeah. It's still weird seeing faces, though, isn't it? When you walk into a place... Like when you walk in to pick up food, yeah. you see like like the full face of people. It's just a straight. I'm like, I can't. I'm not ready for this. Yeah, some people look better with the mask on, right? Absolutely, it's helped a lot. I love the. Um, there's some rust too, and just like that whole small talk conversation, and you're not sure if people want to talk to you or not, or if they're they got a foot out the door. Or... You know, it's funny. I um, ran into someone at the grocery store today. But like the moment we turned the corner, even with masks on, she recognized me, which totally means that she had already seen me. Like, but like was trying to probably like just not have a conversation with someone. Like I wouldn't even put it together that I knew this person. She was like, oh, hi, Jim. And I was like, no, it was way too quick. You saw me in a different aisle at some point. You were trying to avoid it. You turn there I am. You're like, shit, now I got to say something. What aisle was it? What were you looking Produce. For? Felt good. Nice. Oh, good. Just strolling through. I wasn't getting anything. I was just taking a peek, you know? I just love picturing you having a conversation in the produce section. <laughs> just like putting the bag over my head. <laughs> it's just like... Just pawing at the... The bags are coming down, like the real... Were you weighing, were you weighing lemons? And like, oh, hi. How's it going? Hi, Cheryl. They could twist high stick figures of the people who are walking by, <laughs> just giving them to them. Jim Flanagan, you're like, hey, what's up? How about the price of avocados, huh? <laughs> what's going on? I'm stocking shelves. Not enough to splurge on these raspberries. Six ninety nine a pound. How are you? That's fantastic. What, what were you buying? What produce? 
Dude, I, I got some cuties. I was getting some mandarin oranges. <laughs> That's a manly purchase at all time. Like, let's grab a bag of cuties. There's <laughs> just a little little net of these adorables. Just put them in the, awesome. in the basket. I got some spinach for some smoothies. Some cuties and smoothies. Some cuties and smoothies. <laughs> Oh my. At the Zoom show I did, I did a Catholic parish up north and um, the priest and I like were sitting there masked up and everything. And uh, you had um, to go there. So I had to go there. No one was there. We did it like I had to do a raffle and everything from the gym. And then the priest was there like to do a prayer and everything. So we did it via Zoom, but from the gymnasium because I had to kind of I had some moving parts to deal with. Oh, really? There were raffles. I had to do some stand-up in front of an empty uh, uh, grade school gym. It was all sorts of fun. Now, it ended up being a great time. But the priest Is there a nice night, echo in there for you? Oh, you know it. <laughs> you know it. And when silence at, back at you echoes, that's a special kind of feeling. That's a special, special bomb. And especially when we had some uh, audio difficulties toward the beginning. So sometimes you do a punchline and you just see like the faces on Zoom. They don't get to the punchline. So they're just staring like... Like anticipation, and you're like, I'm bombing. Oh, thank God, they didn't hear it. They just didn't hear it. Okay, good. Would it have worked better if you could have just zoomed it from home? Potentially, but there were. I had to like throw to different people at different. Oh yeah, what parish was it? uh, Saint A's. It's short for Saint Athanasius. I'm not sure how to say it though because no one there, no one there said it. They all just called it Saint A's the whole time. Which I wanted to take their lead. I wanted to figure out like right. how to say it. Like, and they just St. A's. Welcome to St. A's. I'm the principal here at St. A's. Like the Oakland baseball club. <laughs> Basically. <just laughs> tired of saying athletics. Yeah. Their mascot's an elephant on a baseball at the parish. So St. <laughs> um, A's. This guy's gotta be up there going, really? I, I do all this great work and and you can't even give me the four syllables. Like they're embarrassed by it. <laughs> yeah. He was a good guy, but his name sucked and <laughs> does not roll off the tongue. I bet there were very few Athanasiuses in your uh, in your class for confirmation names, huh? Yes. That guy, needed a, that guy needed a sober cat. He really did. St. Gunner. St. <laughs> Com- did you see the Pope in Khomeini? It looked like they're hanging out in like a doctor's office. They really did. Like they're about to get their shots. Like, like, like who's in this waiting room? <laughs> How about the, can you imagine if our leader, like the Khomeini, it they it has a really certain look, right? Yeah. Like that looks exactly like the Khomeini when I was a kid. Like our Zuckerbergs do that, not our politicians. Yeah. Like you can pick out the CEO of Apple easier than you can pick out our politicians, but they have a uniform. When I was growing up, my uh, great grandma would say that he was the devil, the Ayatollah Khomeini. Because that was like, you know, that was during the Iran hostage stuff and his name, his face was everywhere. And I was sure. a kid and I literally thought that he was Feels the devil. Up. Like that we like, we had, we had eyeballs on the devil. We know we've identified what the devil looks like. We can't show you what God looks like, but this is the devil. And he's walking among us. I Googled him yesterday when I, after I saw that picture. I was like, God, this, this cult, this Ayatollah looks just like the other ayatollah but i google them and in google images there's a picture of ayatollah khomeini and he's smiling i've never saw him smile (laughs) is that not a big thing it's like is this from like a a dating site or something (laughs) i send it to my family i was like you ever seen this guy mug like this we were just fed propaganda he looks like a good dude it's just telling jokes so check it out if you guys 
are inclined. I saw the Dalai Lama just got his vaccine. You got vaccinated before the Dalai Lama, by the way. Well, <laughs> do you see that every time now? You're like, oh my God, I got it before. Dolly Parton. <laughs> she put a million bucks in for this. <laughs> I haven't even paid my copay yet. But yeah, he, he just got it. But there's another guy, robes, loose fitting. Maybe that it's, says something. It's got to be climate related, right? You feel like we're wearing baggier stuff now? Maybe we're headed towards a robe lifestyle? My pandemic wardrobe has changed considerably. And a lot less buttons and zippers. We're not far <laughs> away from just like, you know what? Cut a hole in the middle of that sheet. I'm just going to wear that. I'm not going anywhere. Have you thought just about like how much has changed? Because I know we just had the one-year anniversary of the show. Right. Which was so fun to celebrate with everyone. And now we're like at the one year anniversary of the pandemic. And it's funny because we talked earlier this week. We were like, what if we did a bit like this time last year? Because I was like saying like this time last year, I had no idea where our casserole dishes were. Right. Or this time last year, I had no idea where our cheese grater, whatever, any, anything. But as a, as a good premise, right? But then we came across this article. Do you have it there? I do. It's a great article from the uh, Chicago Tribune. Yeah. Mary Schmick. She's a columnist for the Tribune. She's a great writer. So Mary came out with this uh, column. How has a year in the pandemic changed you? The year of COVID questionnaire is here to help you take stock. And it's like 30 different questions just to make you think of where life was a year ago versus now. And a year ago versus now, Pat, I was, I know I've talked about this probably ad nauseum, but I mean, a year ago today, uh, March 7th was my second of two nights for my album recording. And right. four sold out shows, uh, you know, over 1200 people came out to see me that weekend, like no clue how quickly things were about to change. Yeah. For a lot of people, it was still the last time they were out for a year. That probably would have been either way. <laughs> you think they would have just stopped? <laughs> You're like, you know what? We probably don't want to. We've seen the pinnacle of entertainment. We peaked. We this, peaked. What else could we possibly do? It's going to be this good. I mean, t talk about being seared into their, their minds though. Like you are, what a great marketing move. You really <laughs> timed it well. You, you were like tracking the virus in, in early January. Like it's, if I, I'm going to schedule the recording for that. <laughs> we're probably going to be locked down on the 10th, according to my calculations. And if our response is almost nothing as a country, <laughs> we could just get this to work. And boom, everything happened perfectly. How about concept of time? Does that seem like one year ago or does it seem like longer? In some ways, it seems a lot longer, but in other ways, it seems like, holy shit, where's the year gone? Right. I think that it's uh, the, the way we perceive this last year is different than maybe we've perceived time in the past. You just, you don't have the major, because normally it's like, oh, well, that was before we went on vacation or, you know what I mean? Like there's other right. things to reference as far as what happened. Yeah. Now it's just like, well, we turned the lights off at night 365 times since then. That's really like, there's not a whole lot else. I know the new saying is same shit, same day. You don't say, you know, people just be like, <laughs> you know, same shit, different day. Now it's just same shit, same day. I, I yearn for the same shit, different day. I love this question that she had on there. Do you remember your first mask? Yeah, I do. Me too. It was, it was mesh. I was wearing a Darth Vader helmet to the stores for about a week. <laughs> It was not. It was not. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, just a, it was a pair of underwear that I had fashioned <laughs> because I was kind of early on it and couldn't find them anywhere. 
I remember like I couldn't leave until they got here. There was a uh, there was a comic who was making some masks, and but then it was like, ah, oh, shit! Now I can't go anywhere until they they ship to me. You know? I mean, remember the videos that were like, make your own mask? Yeah, but and I'm then, like, I've know. got to go buy all those supplies. Fashion, fashion one <laughs> out of like a lampshade. <laughs> to shave off the outer layer. Yeah, there were people that were making their own. A lot of guys walking around in tank tops, just cutting their sleeves off to make masks. Right. Yeah, people were just putting shirts around their face, yeah. scarves. How many masks do you own now? Do you have a favorite mask? I do. A, I have a couple of uh, different favorite masks, actually. Oh, depending on the occasion? Yeah, you know, I have a formal mask. <laughs> like, I have some that uh, are just lighter and easier, you know, to breathe through. And then yeah. some that are... Uh, if I'm going to be somewhere longer, like if I have a, an appointment at work where I'm going to be in an office for an hour, then I want something that's a little more comfortable. Yeah. Ah, is that weird? But yeah, no. I do. I have favorite masks. What about you? Definitely. I got this uh, like one that's more like it's black and it's, it's snug. Sure. It's super light. Yeah. I almost feel like it doesn't work. You ever get one that you're like, this doesn't work, but it's real comfortable. So <laughs> <I'm> gonna... <laughs> it's going to go with it. For me, a lot of it is um, how much do my glasses fog up? And oh, yeah. that's, a, that's too big of a consideration in mask choice. I don't like that part of it. I saw that studies are coming out that people with glasses do better to touching the eyes, that you, you guys don't touch your eyes as much. I remember one of my friends stopped wearing their glasses because they were fogging up so much. I was like, oh, okay. You're, so you're just, you're opening those two holes up for COVID? <laughs> Put some more, open up some more windows. <laughs> do you remember your first Zoom? I remember my last Zoom. <laughs> I just had one the other day, dude. I want to tell you about it, actually. Let's dude, go. I had a Zoom, a corporate. And I mean, come on. I know what it is, right? It's not anywhere near the same, but I'm trying. You're making the most of it. You're giving them a live experience, which is important. And it's, I'm trying to be relevant, too, talking about now. I'm yeah. in the moment with these people. And um, I could tell right away this one was going to suck. Like, isn't it awful? Like, talk about remember your first Zoom. Yeah, I do remember my first Zoom. It was awkward. It, I felt so uncomfortable just doing it in front of my computer. And, you know, I still do sometimes. But I also, like, I'm over it and yeah, come to terms with the <laughs> sadness and yeah. necessity to feed my family. But I'm doing the Zoom. And I could tell, like, these people didn't have their cameras on. and. Um, there were like, you know, 500 people, I think. And I didn't have like a pre-call with them. I usually have a pre-call with these people. Sure. I usually like have a heads up. Like I just didn't, wasn't getting like a, this vibe. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, the show is at 1130. It was like 1130 AM. Um, and it's a nice gig for me. Like, and I see the people that have their cameras on, like they're having a good time. Like it was, and then all of a sudden I hear like this guy thinks he's muted is like, Oh man, they hired a comic and it's awkward. Oh no. <laughs> well, I'm like, you know, let's get them. Pump the brakes. Who's that? Who? And, and they out him right away. It's Tyler. Tyler's the president of the company. Come on. No joke. <laughs> so now this mope is popping up on my screen because I go to like speaker view. And I see him and he's like, you know, off center and just kind of like, not even that well put together. Like, come on, dude. 
And he's like, well, I'm just saying it's, it's gotta be, it's awkward. And I'm like, it's, you know, what's awkward is you, (laughs) you are awkward. Like you're the president of the company and you didn't know they hired me. (laughs) Like just leaning into him. Like, is this, is this what I see all over the country? Is this another company run by an average white guy? (laughs) Just some guy named Tyler who thinks he's muted. Oh, that's great. Oh man. I was like so pissed, but also just like, I'm not going to stop. Good. (laughs) How did, uh, how did Tyler take it? He was at some point I felt like he was maybe waving a surrender flag, but I was, you know, I, I kind of went back plowed right a over couple that. callbacks <laughs> to Tyler just about, I forget what it was, but just like how he, he didn't know that, I, like how out of touch are, are you? It's employee appreciation day and you didn't know what was on the agenda. You run the company. <laughs> Those employees will never forget it now. I've never gotten more emails after a show asking me if I had footage of it, um, thanking me for it. (laughs) Did you record it? Uh, There was a palpable buzz after (laughs) post-corporate virtual show. I I was half, half suspecting a call from my agent or manager, but I was just like, I'm not going to act like any, anything askew occurred because sure. I felt very validated in how I responded to Tyler. And the fact that his employees are, are in agreement with you tells you you were in fact valid. Right, exactly. You did the right thing, my friend. <laughs> I said, I go, you know what? These sh- Tyler's right. These shows are, are awkward. And that's a lot, of, a lot of that is because you guys don't have your cameras on. And the reason you guys don't all have your cameras on is because you don't have an effective leader <laughs> who brought you to the place to have the ultimate experience. <laughs> it's not your fault. You're being misled. I'm sorry. I thought I was muted. <laughs> and they're all like, dear Pat, we cannot thank you enough for saying those things to Tyler that we cannot say. We are being misled. Please send help. The best was the guy that called him a douchebag in the the email. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, come on. Of course it's awkward. It's a virtual comedy show. We're in a pandemic, dude. We're all just trying. (laughs) Just shut up. I love this. That was just the energy I gave back to him and um, got me through the day. Yeah, I can admit. How long were you doing? 30 minutes. And how far into it would you say this happened? Early in the show, dude. That's the other thing, right? I was only going for like five minutes, maybe. So did it propel you? Did it, it propel did it... me. I had a range of emotions. I did settle down a little bit because uh-huh. I thought I had them. Um, and more people turn their cameras on after I started <laughs> lighting them up. But yeah, I, there was a some genuine um, FU in me. Oh yeah. For, for a minute or eight. <laughs> but then by the end, I, at the end, I asked him to, like, to come back up, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, he was gone. I think, I think he left, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I thought perhaps I would, uh, I don't know, maybe next week I'll have more follow-up for everyone. Tyler's left his post with the company. 
He's realized he's yeah. been emasculated in front of his entire staff and he can no longer effectively lead. There's no recording of it. That's not his real name. And the uh, company is um, has not been named because I do sign things when I agree to do these. I don't read what I sign. Sure. I just look at the. Just tell us their stock ticker. <laughs> I didn't think I, had a, I actually didn't think I was going to tell this story. So I that is his real name. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I mean, good Got luck, it. right? <laughs> I mean, oh, that's great. Mine, uh, nowhere near as cool of a story, but they had like some of the moms get together and write some jokes about some of the, the people in the, uh, like some of the other parents. And one of them just like took off and ran with it. <laughs> and like a lady named Ka- Katie um, just like started writing roasts of every parent. Really? And they gave them all to me. So I start like reading them at the beginning, like, look, these are going to suck. And yeah. I was like, these are pretty solid. <laughs> And then so you're re- you're reading them on behalf, yeah. That she Katie? wrote, yeah. And you're like, reading them in the empty gym, <laughs> yeah. And I'm That's giving so great Katie credit. I'm getting Kate giving Katie blame when she bombs. Like this is like I am setting her. Up. Can you see the screen of all the? People? Yeah, I can hear nothing. I there's about 15, 20 cameras on on a screen that I can see, like a okay. monitor facing back to me, so I can see some laughter, but that's it. Were you I sitting? I don't know who's who. No, I was standing. Yeah. And I don't know who's who or anything. But then everything else in the program kept running early. So since there was so much more time to film, like I don't want to do more stand-up. I just kept reading more of these roasts because Katie wrote 30 to 40 roast jokes. Really? Yeah. Do you have any of them? They took them, but um, so there's a uh, a family with a bunch of kids, right? And they're like, you know, since we've been able to successfully go to school in person, the number of applicants for next year has gone way up. And that's just from the coup stocks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Things like that. Yeah. Hey, just this just in, Mark and Danny both went to Duke. They don't bring it up very often. So, you know, and everybody's oh, like, yeah. oh, they always talk about the fact that they went to Duke. Yeah, yeah. You know, one, guy, one guy falls asleep all the time, which is what, so we're like, we're keeping the Zoom to an hour, just, you know, so Tucker stays awake the whole time. <laughs> And you see the family's like, that's true. We have to so wake him up a lot. Tucker. Tucker's always tie-tie. Get in the Tesla. <laughs> Come on. Evanson is flush, huh? I mean, they were making some big donations. Really? Like, one guy was like, you know, I'll donate another $500 if you make more jokes about Tucker. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I am not changing names. I will. I will give you their address. I'm not, I'm not afraid. <laughs> Were they raffling off any? Because um, we've done a few gigs. I mean, it's ridiculous. Some of these big money parishes will raffle off like the parking spot near the door on Christmas Eve. Yeah, you know? right. it's like blatant. Like, is this legal? This <laughs> seems like extortion, blackmail, or what? What? I don't know what it is, but they're like, you want to sit in the front pew mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve? Place a bid. Because we're starting at a thousand this year. Because you know what it fetched last year, don't you? From the McCormicks, right? We've seen that shit. Yeah. It's like you get a car where we'll pray for you extra hard this week. You yeah. know, like, turn this in on a week, you commit extra sins. Come on. I feel like if they did it out here, you know, the Murphys paid thousand dollars to park there Christmas. Like they would key their car. <laughs> they would just. Look, fuck you, which you're sitting in the front pew. 
this was a uh, pretty normal uh, silent auction. Nothing, nothing crazy in that way. Are we going to do another question from the uh, article, or we could talk about National Cereal Day? Happy National Cereal Day! Oh, we happy have, National uh, Cereal Day to you. Well, the, the National Cereal Day. Here's what I saw for the top five cereals of all time. They narrowed it down to like this. So, like, here's the f- top five. You guys hash it out. And they had like cinnamon toast crunch, frosted flakes, honey nut Cheerios, Lucky Charms, Captain Crunch, which is okay, maybe good list. right. But you can't really do that with cereal. You gotta like split up the categories. Like sugar cereal should not be competing with like cornflakes, right? Yeah, but cornflakes doesn't rate. When we're talking about the best cereals, no one, no one's choosing Kashi. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't. They're never gonna win the best. They're that's just not cheating. Ver- that's like no, it's not. They're not. They're not designed like to be best. Uh, oh, okay. What would you rather have a snack on? Snickers or asparagus? Okay, like, what's no. a better food? That'd be it's Snickers or granola. What's a better Snickers or better? It's <laughs> a better stick food. Something that you hold in your hand that <laughs> resembles that you pretend is a microphone. The Snickers or an asparagus? No, I think the um, the sugar cereal is cheating. That's an unfair advantage. It's the only one that should count, though, right? I don't think that anything else. But you can have your white bread, plain raisin bread. <laughs> cheese only you can have your pat mcginn garbage cereal rankings what would you put first would you put cornflakes over wheaties cornflakes over wheaties oh gosh yeah i think i would you know what i like of, of those three plain jane uh is special k that's a solid choice i like me some special k i didn't mind the uh unfrosted mini wheats oh yeah right those were good as long as you knew you were getting unfrosted mini wheats. If you thought you were getting frosted mini wheats and then started pouring them into your bowl and they were unfrosted mini wheats. Not good. Like I got to hide the evidence. I got to toss this down the garbage disposal. I don't want to eat this shit. You know what would like sit in my stomach looking back more than I probably would ever admit is life. Oh life man. Cereal would just like, that hit me differently. <laughs> Didn't it? Life cereal slaps. Like I can remember a post life like that that moment is that who made it post yeah i think so no post made the raisin brand for sure i used to like the raisin brand um but of these i would go i think honey nut cheerios over and and that's probably the most ho-hum of the five Mm -hmm. cinnamon toast crunch is incredible but to me that's like not like golden grams golden grams is like a classic and not over the top sugar (laughs) right this is the difference between us in a nutshell. You're like, we need some lightly sweetened cereals in here. And I'm like, four of those didn't have marshmallows. What's wrong with this list? <laughs> oh, this list anything is... with marshmallows is out for me. I hate Lucky Charms. Oh, no way boy. Lucky Charms is in my top five. Come on. Not even close. How is that possible that you hate marshmallow cereal? It's sugar. Oh. It's just sugar. I know. It's disgusting. How do you hate marshmallow cereal? Because you don't put marshmallows in cereal. I beg to differ. You know who else does? Count Chocula. That's disgusting. I now as an adult, I get it, and I, you know I'm not eating those marshmallow cereals. But when you're talking about like the best flavor, I still think those uh, those go a long way. They're, they are popular. And anyway, the um, cereal sales I see are through the roof during the pandemic. Whatever industries are hit hard, cereal has not been one of them. Because every meal is breakfast now. 
Right. <laughs> so many people just like parents are just up. like telling kids to feed themselves. Yeah. Right. Get it yourself. <laughs> and that's step one of cooking. Is that on the uh, pandemic questionnaire? What's something you learned this year? I learned how to make cereal. <laughs> Today also is the anniversary of um, the patent for a major appliance. And I said that at the tease at the top. Remember that in the intro? I do. I remember we're that. Trying to, we're trying to structure this podcast and rebrand to slightly all over the place. <laughs> we'll talk about some things that we told you we'd talk about. That's the only promise we make. Last week, we both said all over the place during the conversation. Wow. And uh, it's a drinking game. Well, it's just funny how we're subliminally branding. It's good. Keep it up. You got it. Keep being oblivious. And I'll do my best <laughs> to have my head up my ass as well. Perfect. On it. <laughs> All right. What appliance? I see it. I said appliance. I don't know if it's really an appliance. Is it? Washing yeah. machine. No. I was going to give you the inventor. Oh, it's going to at least hot dog the inventor. The great cracker Liberty is the. <laughs> wait, wait. Say the just the hot dog Jefferson. The great cracker Liberty. Alexander Graham Bell. I wasn't sure where it started and ended the first time. Don't you love how we had time for these long names back in the day? It's ridiculous. AGB is what he would be known as today. Like, <laughs> like, dude, we do not have time. I'm Alexander Graham Bell. What? Hold on. You're at, you're Alex, first of all. And why the hell did you tell me your middle name? <laughs> Are there other Alexander Bells that you know? People live to 30. You don't know that many people. <laughs> Everyone's got to have their full name. Sounds like an assassin. <laughs> AGB. He has like some uh, ties to you, Jim. His, his, he worked in the, um, with deaf people. I think his wife was deaf and he was into like elocution work and it brought him on the path to invent the, I think he started with the iPhone 8. Sure. Absolutely. That was the first one. <laughs> can, I mean, can you imagine inventing the phone? Like, no. What? I mean, can you think of a more important invention? Mm, I don't know. Probably not. No. I don't, I don't think, think there's so. anything that's changed, you know, communication as much as the telephone. And anything that's changed more than the telephone in our yeah. lifetime. I mean, it's everything now, right? Sure. I mean, if there weren't for telephones, Ludacris would have never made his hit song, Area Codes. <laughs> right. I think we need to think about this in a real historical context. So I got a very excited message from Pat McGann on Thursday at 12.47 p.m. It said, dude, period. And then, new, <laughs> and then a new paragraph. And then War Dogs on Netflix, period. And then another new paragraph. And it's a great movie. It's spacing out my, my texts. And then I got three more messages confirming if I had watched it yet or if I was going to watch it. <laughs> So I did. I really enjoyed it. It was a very good movie. I don't know if I liked it quite as much as you did. That's funny that you, you caught on to my uh, new paragraphs. The movie, dude, I have to admit, I thought it was a new movie. <laughs> <laughs> they just released it on Netflix. Honestly, I saw it trending on Netflix. I'm like, I had to put my phone down. Like, I'm not going to look at my phone. I had a... Um, did I have a show that afternoon or like a conference call? And I was like, I'm going to just find something to watch. So I was like, hey, look at it. Look what I just discovered. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I just discovered that it's from 2016. And um, no, I love the movie. I thought it was good. True story, which I always enjoy based on a true story. But 
I just consume it as all true. And then I might chip away at it online later and be like, what? He, he didn't wear that. <laughs> he didn't have those shoes. His car wasn't red. Sometimes they take huge liberties. Sure. Right. You know, that part didn't happen. Like Jonah Hill was not in Baghdad. No, no, I, I do agree. I do think that part happened. First of all, even though it is from 2016, it still makes it the second most recent movie that we have ever talked about on this show <laughs> by a landslide. That's true. So yeah, I'm, I'm like apologizing. Didn't we just review Gremlins? <laughs> like I thought it just came out. Well, compared to anything else we've talked about outside of A Star is Born, it did just come out. It has some um, like Goodfellas feel, like some Scorsese moments like the freeze frame the voiceover the you know the narration of the story yeah. it's very guy heavy i mean yeah. it's a dude movie they're they're gun runners uh which the line i love right he's like dude we're gun runners <laughs> let's run some fucking guns <laughs> i mean it, it's just it's a i don't know it's a good like uh escape movie absolutely it was fun um, I did not get into how much of it was real. Yeah, the one actor I didn't know, this, the Miles Teller, I did, you know, obviously Jonah Hill, Bradley Cooper's got a cameo. Here, I'm thinking, like, he's popping in. His career is just on fire. Look at him just, <laughs> this is nice, not knowing it was four years ago. That Instagram dude. Dan Bilzerian? Yeah, he's got yeah. a cameo. Whatever. That part bothered me a little. But. Right. Did it feel good to know that he got that cameo in 2016, not 2021? Now looking back, that's my favorite thing about the, re- the recent discovery. <laughs> it's like, okay, it makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Um, did that movie do well? Looks like it. people did not like it on Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic. Yeah. A lot of people don't agree with me. A lot of people just, you know, probably didn't see it at the right time. They weren't sitting around on a Thursday afternoon thinking they just discovered something i mean it's, it's <laughs> not the seven. friendliest title maybe people are turned off by war dogs it's a family um, movie 7.1 out of 10 it's a sequel to snow dogs 7.1 <laughs> out of 10 on uh, imdb user ratings a lot of sevens eights a lot of like it's a fun fairly believable kind of action heavy dude selling guns and smoking pot movie Right. Hey, I want to say this. I'm a Jonah Hill fan. I like Jonah Hill. I, most of the stuff I think he uh, attaches himself to are, you know. Yeah. You love Bradley Cooper. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm becoming a huge Bradley Cooper fan. I have a fat head of, of Bradley Cooper. <laughs> this podcast is just going to turn into us <laughs> reviewing Bradley Cooper movies. <laughs> Another thing I've watched uh, recently with the fam is Young Rock. Oh, yeah? You're, you're a wrestling fan? Yeah, as a pro wrestling fan, I'm aware of it. I have not watched it yet. What do you think of Young Rock? Because Dwayne Johnson um, is the Rock. Did you know that? He was a Wait, professional down. wrestler. The guy from the Tooth Fairy? <laughs> Were you a big f- fan of the Rock? Ah, he's fantastic. Yeah. The rock with a live microphone is one of my favorite things in the whole world. Yeah. It's just, it, it's unbelievable what that guy can do with the live mic. He, he just knows how to, that's just someone who was just destined to be a star. We've talked about that a little bit before, but that is some of all the charisma in the world. Yeah. I think he believes he's destined to be president and that's what the show is um, launching. Like really? Presidential aspirations, which he has 
discussed, I think yep. in a serious manner, but now the show is like, he's, he's probably joking, but you know, tongue in cheek, but I don't think he is. Um, the show's interesting. It's, it's, it's well done. I like it. Do people hate it? Are you checking the reviews? Like, nope, people don't agree with you on this either. <laughs> Someone here actually called it the war dogs of TV shows. <laughs> and that was not a compliment. No, I, it's gotten mixed. My reviews. kids will watch it with me. Yeah, no, kids... people seem to enjoy it. But I think the the scary thing is really about uh, the path he's following. An NBC show trying to take that to start your run at the presidency. Right, right. That's something that didn't work out so great last time. The, the show is very honest. He talks about growing up and, uh, you know, the poverty that they face and his dad hustling and just the... Uh, how his dad was just always like working the gimmick calls it, you know, just hustling and just making it, you know, and yeah. just how all of these things influenced who he is today. Um, it's, it's kind of cool how they do it. It's like, he's in it, but he's like getting interviewed and talking about his life. And then they go back, mm -hmm. you know, it's all like, uh, so each episode they'll go back and forth, like at different points of his life. Yeah. Is it like a older school style sitcom where like every, you know, every end of the, like every episode has like a moral. Like yeah. A there's a little learning. bit of that, a little bit of that, but um, okay. you know, just the references are great. They got like the Sheik is in it and under the giant junkyard dog and you know, all these um, guys that um, his dad wrestled with. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so all the references are like, you get it. And it's, uh, you know, really dated to that period of us growing up. So I don't know. If your kids turn into pro wrestling fans out of this, how would you feel? Oh, man, I had a big pro wrestling phase. Yeah. I don't know what it's like now, you know, but at their age, was I watching Hulk Hogan? Probably. And they've already seen that from Rocky three. <laughs> they know who Thunderlips is. They know the more ultimate about man versus the ultimate meatball. <laughs> They haven't seen Rocky three, but I do pull up just that scene. That is one of the best scenes of any Rocky. They know more about your childhood than they know about their childhood. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> this is what it was like when dad was a kid eating cornflakes <laughs> on the couch, watching, watching Rocky three. I miss special K. You don't like anything new, dad. What are you talking about? I just saw war dogs. <laughs> Hot off the press. Well, I will tell you, I teased this last week, so we didn't get to talk about it, but you wanted the opportunity to make fun of me for it. So here we go. I uh, No, I didn't. No, come on. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have completed my transition back into being a child. I bought a box of baseball cards a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I think it's great. See, here's the thing. You act like I'm going to like deal on you for this. Of I collected you baseball cards. Yes, as a child. I saved them. I still have them. In fact, I texted you the other night because my buddy texted me. He's like, I'm sick to my stomach. My cards are gone. And I had like, the, he had the Griffey, the Ken Griffey Jr. rookie that's worth like 2,500 bucks or, which I also have, but it's not in like anywhere near mint condition or maybe I have the wrong series of it. Mm -hmm. But dude, I'm, I, I can, I'm not getting them anymore. So you bought current baseball cards. I did. I did. I got, I got. You I got dork. the bug. See, thank you. <laughs> no kidding. That's exactly what I deserve. Sometimes I do this just to keep myself in check so I don't go too far down these paths, you know? 
that's the thing, man, because it, it is it's gotten huge over the course of the pandemic. The the values of these things is sky hedge funds are buying cards and storing them away like as investments like LeBron is buying high end. It, it, it's just gotten this in, insane that makes value. me very worried. It absolutely does. It's, it's you about like to start talking about Bitcoin and GameStop as well. No, but it's just very that's what happens, though, to me in a pandemic. Like I switch hobbies like a 90s sitcom like every week. I'm sure like one week it's like investing next week. It's like, let's work out. And then once a year, it's like, I'll try drugs. You know, it's just like <laughs> I just get a new hobby. I'll garden like and then <laughs> like Young Rock by the end of the week, it's done. I'm like, this sucks. I can't do this. Which three sets did you get? It's about some tops, the new tops, because that's always like a signifier of the new year. Right. Right. But when you say a box, like I always pictured the boxes were like sets. Like, Not, did you get a set from a season or you got like a box with a, a box of packs? A box of packs. OK, so the packs are some unopened. Box. Correct. And you're going to keep them unopened or are you going to open them? No, 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 no. I opened them. You already opened all. I already opened all of them. Did you put them into teams? I did not put them into <laughs> teams. I did, however, take the like the good ones and put them in holders. And, and oh, really? Put them in the plastics? You have to. I'm not going to waste the money I just spent. On right. So you cultivated. I just spent money on baseball crop. cards. I'm not yeah. wasting it. Okay. You mined the crop. I did. You found the diamonds. I sure did. Sifted through. Did you lock the door as you were putting them into their plastic sheaths? Like push your couch in front of it. Put like gloves on, like <laughs> bright lighting, cleared everything off, you know, so nothing could touch them. Uh, Seal the home, the air pressure, just <laughs> suck up, just check the level of the humidity. No direct lighting. Why did you think I was going to make fun of this? <laughs> Completely normal. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. I just picture you with a pile of cards and a huge wad of gum in your face, just drooling on the cards. <laughs> you ever do that when you're a kid? You're like, holy shit. Like you, Andre Dawson. And you're like, all the gum spit would come out of your mouth. Like I'm drool. I can't drool on my sports flicks. The joy of finding a picture of a, um, 19 year old yeah. boy from Dominican Republic. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing quite like it. <laughs> Luis Robert in all of his glory. Yeah, it's pretty fun, you know. Is Luis Robert has got to be high value right now, huh? He is like he's a futures. It's a it's a stock to to grab, right? Exactly. Absolutely. But none higher, and this this breaks my heart as it does yours. No one higher in the game right now than Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh, okay, yeah. Like the face of baseball they're expecting. Yeah. And we get we traded him for James Shields. The problem, though, is he's in San Diego and the face of baseball, you know, even when Mike Trout, and he kind of still is. He's the best player in the game for sure. You know, the um, that time difference really does matter. Yeah, I agree. I think Luis Robert's going to get a lot of play. But see. he's got Eloy. We'll see. And that's our baseball preview. It feels like springs in the air, doesn't it? That's it on the baseball cards? So you opened how many packs? It was a box of 24 packs. And you and you had three of them? I mean, I didn't. I said that I bought a box. But oh. yes. <laughs> However, have I returned to the baseball card store since then? I have. I have gone back to the store. Do you have any paper cuts? 
I don't have eight paragraphs. Thank you for asking. I've been meticulous about my. How many tatises did you find? I had a couple tatises in there. I had I had a I had a good open. There's uh yeah I did okay. I did a okay. Good open is that what it's called? I don't know, dude. It's this. So now you can. So now you're in the hold. Now you're in the hold. Will you sell any of them? A few things have already gone up on eBay. Yeah, a few things have already put a few bucks back into my pocket, and then uh, some things I'm holding. Dude, oh, so you're active. It is. I mean, it came out of nowhere. It it came out of nowhere. But like, it is like you can. There are people buying the rights to like a pack out of a box, and then someone will open the whole box and then send the good cards to whoever got them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like they like you open like one tenth like. They're called group breaks where nerds from around the world will, will all come together and like, okay, everyone from the AL East goes to Pat. Everyone from the AL Central goes to Tom, you know, and like, it's all randomly done. Like, but, and you just, whatever cards come out of that box, you watch it on YouTube and then they send you the good ones or really? they sell the good ones for you. Like it's gotten, it's crazy how big it's gotten. How do you get in a club like that? I have no <laughs> idea, but I'm guessing by episode 80, I will be able to answer that question. Where you go in your room and you open a, a pack of cards in, as a communal experience? Like one person does it. Like does anyone ever crash one of those things? Like, guys, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought we were all <laughs> to take our clothes off. Is this really about baseball cards? Where's the fishbowl? <laughs> guys, I'm sorry. I think I bought, I didn't know this was real. And I, I bought Don Russ. I didn't know this was, this was serious. When you guys said tops, I thought definitely that this was tops. Um, so I'm going to leave the meeting. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Is your pronunciation. Unbelievable. Is your pronunciation of Don Russ is Don Russ. Like it's two dude names. You know how happy I was that I just kept talking and came upon the word tops? <laughs> it was really great. <laughs> you had nothing. And then it just <laughs> punched yourself out of a corner. You really did a great job there. All right. Well, hey, as long as you're not going to make fun of me for it, we'll talk about it for right. sure. <laughs> well, anyway, I, I think that it's normal. And now I'm thinking, like, I need to start buying some packs for the boys because get them into it because I want them to get into the White Sox this year. and. I think oh, they yeah, like man. to get into baseball cards because they, they play with mine. I actually took possession of them again once because, like I told you, Bobby was texting me. And then I went and I pulled a couple of Griffies that I have. And yeah. I texted you the one, right? Yeah, it was not in very good condition. Like, so that's like, the problem? The hard part is finding, like, they're not rare to get those cards from when we were kids, but having them still in perfect condition is more rare. And that's what drives the value. Oh, people so are still into mint? Mm -hmm. They're not into like cozy. Like I have one that's <laughs> mine's vintage. Warm. Mine's a little lived in. I would love that if HGTV got into the. <laughs> I took Ken around the block. Ken was in my back pocket for a summer. This has <laughs> summer of 87 ass sweat on it. This is a repurposed Will Clark from a baseball card spoke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This one has some personality. <laughs> it's not like the serial killer condition that jim has under his mattress <laughs> good night <What>? fernando <laughs> give me a tatis
Tatis. Don't worry. If you want your kids to have some Sox cards, I'll be done with mine in a couple of weeks. I'll imagine. I'll be <laughs> on to gardening or the next fucking hobby. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be picking stocks or. You will get exhausted of it. You'll just put them away and. I don't know what's going to happen, Pat. All pandemics, this is all I've been doing. Picking up hobbies and dropping them left and right. Are you actively selling do cards on eBay right now? No. How many I, items do you, are you selling actively right now? Are you selling shoes right now? <laughs> no, uh, because I went and shipped everything today. So <laughs> nothing is actively <laughs> selling. Yeah, I went and sold a bunch of stuff today that ended yesterday or this morning. <laughs> do you sell snakes? A couple of still, snakes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some baseball cards. Hey. I mean, I don't want you to get audited, but is this all like you have to declare all this stuff? Yeah, that's the hard part now, man, because... What, keeping books? No, thankfully, thankfully and unthankfully, it's all done for you by eBay. Oh, okay. It makes it easier, but also keeps it so you can't keep this out of Uncle Sam, you know? You can't keep the government out of your pocket this way. I love all the balls you have up in the air. I love (laughs) all this. Just You have to make it. So you're in this. I can't do one this thing. This cottage industry of shoes, <laughs> baseball players, pictures of baseball players on cards. They're baseball <laughs> cards. Let's pretend. Let's not act like you've never heard of them before. I have them still. I'm. Yeah. I'm just. <laughs> when you look at them from a different angle, mm-hmm. are you selling anything else like autograph stuff? Not really. No. That's about it. I had some stuff in my storage unit that I'm trying to get rid of because I had a storage unit for no apparent reason. So if anyone needs ceiling fans, holler at your boy. <laughs> you yeah, do you have ceiling? Are you trying to sell a ceiling fan right now too? I need to get rid of some ceiling fans. I'm trying to find a good How home. many do you have? I don't want to talk about it. You had to put them in storage? I forgot I had them. My last place didn't have a ceiling. <laughs> I got to put these away. This is the worst it's, episode. It's a nice place, but I don't have a ceiling. So I'm going to store these fans and these smoke alarms. And then when I, one day I'm going to have a ceiling. And then I'm, I'm going to come back to the storage unit. <laughs> I love that. All right. Do we have anything to plug? Oh, we have a review, Jim. We do that. We were going to open the show. Do you want me to read the review? I never <laughs> read the review. We are. Let's go ahead. I got to pull it up, though. Let me see here. I read it. This is a, oh, this is a great headline of reviews. Let me read one to you, Jim. Talk to me. This is how it feels. One of the best episodes. How about this? This is a five-star review from Chuckard52. One of your best episodes as a Southside Irish Catholic, go Red Hawks, who likes throwback comedy. Oh, is that what we are? Are we throwback? <laughs> We just, we're talking about war dogs today, Chuckard. We're pretty current, bud. That came out five years ago. Feels like, feels like four though, because it's still 2020, right? Tell, yell at this guy for this. I think he means review. classic. I think he means classic. No, it's a nice we do a throwback. We're all over the place. When we talk about old school stuff and French onion soup, he loves French onion soup. This was a great mix of sacraments, Eddie Murphy, and talk about you guys getting back to in-person stand-up including at Wisconsin Supper Clubs. Oh, this guy's got a brand lay. He knows it. Love Chuckard. My only complaint. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. Here we <laughs> go. My favorite part of the review, personally. My only complaint is about Pat's completely unfounded critique of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Thank you, Chuckard. Still, 
Five stars. Thank you. What did I say about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? That I, I think yeah. I was just a little bit. I just missed that that window. I'm mm. sorry, Chucker. I, I respect the turtles. Do you? Because you said we just thought they were for kids from the suburbs. Oh, I'm, <laughs> dude, they were heroes in a half shell. Turtle power. <laughs> no, I. Um, I'm sorry. What didn't I like about the Ninja Turtles? That's a great question, Pat. That they that they were bossed around by a rat. Could be part. They of it. they accosted April O'Neil. <laughs> they cost her. They became friends eventually. There was a Turtles video game I loved, and I think they had it at um, Reds. When the stand I was up arcade up. one. Yeah, the stand up arcade Ninja Turtle game was legit, right? Means get the friends. nunchucks. We beat it on my birthday. Ooh. Oh, you did? We did at the local arcade. Not this year. Let me make that clear. The, like back then. Who's we? You and uh, the rest of the turtles? <laughs> you and Raphael? <laughs> Myself, who's Zephyr Raja. I believe Mike Darcy was there. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, back at my birthday party, whenever, you know, late 80s, early 90s, when that game was out. And you, you, had, you posted up at the arcade? We sure did. Birthday? That's it. And When uh, is this? This is November what? November 17th-ish, I'd say late 80s, early 90s. I don't remember which year. Which arcade are you at here? Uh, Galaxy World, when I worked at as a teenager a little bit later on in life. Um, oh, you were there dropping resumes? Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> getting on their mat? Mm-hmm. When I you went over the I interview, am? I was like, what do you mean? I'm Jim on Ninja Turtles. Do you not <laughs> see my name on the leaderboard? <laughs> I already <laughs> own this place, so I might as well work here. Your initials are in every game. <laughs> That'd be awesome at the interview. That'd be great. Just tokens. Chuckered, I'm fully with you. Thank you for the fantastic review. That is a great review. And we encourage everyone to review to us. That really helps us with the podcast standings. Um, so I can see the rankings. And we're doing well. We're doing well. We, we could do better could do better and i'm, I'm gonna be working hard on that spreading the word as we get into spring jim i like spring it. it's here i hope everyone enjoys the great weather hope everyone has a great week what else jimmy anything to plug no i think we're gonna try and get back together in person next week yeah we're gonna do an in person little st patrick's day special we're gonna have some limit we should have uh oh i got an idea i got an idea i can't wait to see if we remember that idea in seven days yeah right oh man i can't wait to drop the ball on this one (laughs) all right everyone have a great week jimmy great to see you buddy you too man see you next time